Hello everyone, I'm Harrison. And I'm Rachel. This week we're talking about weeks 13 to 16 of pregnancy and the old wives' tales that claim they can predict the gender of your baby. So stay tuned and join us on our journey to Meet Meet Baby Baby 8. Okay, so we're going to start this episode with just a check-in on what's going on with a baby for weeks 13 to 16. So the basics is at week 13, the baby is about the size of a lemon, and at the end of week 16, they'll be the size of an avocado. Right now, their skin is actually translucent, and by 14 weeks, the baby's genitals will be fully developed, and you might be able to tell what gender you're having on an ultrasound. And by 16 weeks the baby is going to start to sense light, and which is really cool. Rachel is really excited about that last one because at our church, there's a lot of contrast in the lights. So Rachel is very excited that our baby can start paying attention in church. But Harrison said that our baby will not be able to sense light because I wear so much black. Yeah. So one of the things that Rachel was really excited about when we first found out that she was pregnant is that our weeks will actually reset on Sundays. So we have had one of the easiest times keeping track of what week Rachel is on because it coordinates with the calendar. I don't really know how we would be dealing with it if it was like a Thursday. We probably would constantly forget what week it is. Yeah, it worked out really well. Um, When we went in for that first ultrasound where they kind of give you an estimated due date, Um, I was measuring a day behind, but they decided to keep the due date where it was just because babies can really fluctuate as they are going along. And so we just got lucky that our weeks reset on a Sunday. Yeah, Rachel was very excited that it did not move one bit at all. So during weeks 13 to 16, we had a couple big things that happened. So on week 13, we actually moved. So we moved out of our previous apartment, which was a two-bedroom, two-bath, and now we're actually in our own house that we're renting. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath, and we're so excited that we are in a house because we know that in the future, there's going to be a crying baby here, and we would be so worried about our neighbors being annoyed with the baby crying. And I like to do workouts on the TV just in the living room, And I always feel bad like when you're in an apartment and you're jumping on the floor and the people below you are so annoyed with you or if your volume is too loud. And that's just something that we don't have to worry about anymore. Yeah, we really spend a lot of time when we're living in an apartment worried about what everyone around us can hear. And we just knew that, well, a baby is not really going to pay attention to any of that. They're going to cry when they're going to cry. And um, we didn't really want it to disturb anybody but us. And now we're in a cute little subdivision, so we have some space where we can kind of walk around once the baby is here, kind of take a stroll, and it's a really small, really safe community. Yeah, we really like where we ended up moving to, and another big thing that happened in that time was we actually found out the gender. We were able to do that by having an additional elective ultrasound. So it was very similar to the reassurance scan that we did before we told our families. We actually did it through the exact same place. And around 14 weeks, this elective ultrasound place says that they can confidently tell you what the gender of your baby is. So we decided that we would head in and get another ultrasound done, get a chance to see our baby, but also have them tell us what the gender is. It was just the two of us there, and we're planning on kind of keeping that information to ourselves for a while for two reasons. 
Um, one, we kind of wanted to absorb it without other people like watching our emotions. And then two, we really want our doctor to reconfirm what the gender is at our 20-week anatomy scan. Yeah, there are a lot of horror stories about these people that they think they're having one gender and then it's really a different one. So we're definitely excited that we're going to have an opportunity for it to be confirmed that it either is correct or I guess if they tell us it's wrong, then we will have no clue what to think and we'll just have to go from there. <laughs> but we really just wanted to know. And Rachel is not a very patient person. So as soon as that opportunity was there, we were in that office so that they could tell us what it is. And we don't really have a great reason for knowing. Like we're not painting the nursery or anything. Even our registry doesn't have any gender specific items. We just wanted to know. And our plan is to reveal the gender to our family at our baby shower. So we're really looking forward to that. Yeah. And another thing we were really excited about at that ultrasound is that the baby's heart rate was 160 again. So it has definitely continued to drop. So we're not really too concerned about it. And yeah. So that weekend, Harrison's family was in town and we did a little bit of traveling, got to go to his sister's house and do some fun things there. Um, there's a little place where we got to paint some pottery. So I made a little piggy bank for our little tyke. And then Harrison made a nice cookie tray that we can use around the holidays. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun just to spend the weekend with all of them. But we also went to this plant shop near where we live. And we made the natural step that everybody should take before they have a child in their home. And that is seeing if you can take care of a plant. And it's probably been about a week or two since then, and that plant is almost dead. It is not looking good. <laughs> yeah, we specifically got one that was great for forgetful waterers, and we have lived up to that for sure. So we're really hopeful that having a baby will be a little bit easier because the baby will let you know when they need something. <laughs> Yeah, I just think that it's funny that that is what so many people do is they go pick up a plant to see if they can take care of it. And we just have never really been huge plant people. And I can see it now. This plant is going to die and we're going to find a plant that looks the exact same that's fake that we cannot kill. <laughs> so during week 15, it was a pretty normal work week, um, but we did have a wedding that week. So it was a nice little break. It was on a Thursday. So Harrison got to take part of the day off and we just got to kind of hang out and be together, which was really nice. Yeah. And then in week 16, we had another doctor's appointment. At that doctor's appointment, it's just another chance to check in, see how you're doing. And they also use a Doppler to see what the baby's heart rate is. And at this appointment, the heartbeat was 159. So we're definitely staying in the range that we'd like to see. So um, we're pretty happy about that. And as they get bigger, it gets a lot easier for these doctors to find the heartbeat by Doppler. Um, at our 12-week appointment, it took them several minutes to find where the baby was. And at this one, it was almost immediately when she put the wand on my belly that they could hear it. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because you know that because the baby is getting bigger, it's just becoming easier for the doctors to find them. So I decided to go through and write down some old wives tales that people tell you about predicting the gender of your baby 
just to see kind of where we're standing. And then a little bit later, once we tell everyone the gender of our baby, we'll let you know if that was accurate or not. So without further ado, let's get into some of these old wise tales. So the very first one is cravings. So the old wives tale is that if the mom is craving sweets, that it's a girl. And if they're craving more salty, savory things, then it's a boy. What do you think the answer is? You definitely were craving much more salty and savory things. You know, mac and cheese was by far the biggest craving. And you did have things here and there where you like really wanted a sweet, but Definitely most consistent throughout the first trimester was savory things. So probably a boy. And just in general, I tend to gravitate towards salty things. But yeah, definitely craving salty. So that's one for boy. Yeah, you've never seen anybody eat as much salt as Rachel. Like if you watch her (laughs) make the fries, they like... Just the pre-made frozen fries that you just put on a tray and toss in the oven that are already salted, she will still add salt to that before they cook and immediately after they come out the oven because it's just not enough. So Rachel's always been big on salty, but sweet, you definitely will go for ice cream a lot. I Yeah, I do crave ice cream, but after my Dilly Bar experience, I think I have steered away from ice cream a little bit. yeah. So another old wives' tale is that if you have more severe nausea and vomiting, then you're having a girl, whereas if you don't really have any nausea and vomiting at all, then you're having a boy. Yeah, and this one is pretty easy to tell. Like, Rachel definitely had a lot of nausea, so this one is a girl. Yeah. Um, Another one that people said, which makes absolutely no sense, is if your partner is gaining weight, then it's more likely to be a girl. But if your partner is really just staying where they're at, then it's more likely to be a boy. So what do you think about that one? Yeah, so Rachel was really mean and on our like little episode guide and everything. She has put girl like I am gaining weight. And I am gaining weight. So I guess technically it is a girl. But I'm just going to attribute the fact that I'm gaining weight to I started an office job. So I sit around a lot more than I used to. And you had to eat all that ice cream that I couldn't finish. Yes, there was a large (laughs) amount of Dilly bars that I just had to consume. Although Rachel's dad did inform us we should have just called him. And then I wouldn't have had to eat them alone. He would have been happy to indulge. Yeah, so maybe next time. Another wives' tale is whether the mom is really moody or if they are mellow. So what do you think, Rachel? I would say moody. What do you think? I don't really know. Be careful. (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know. I think that um, I would never really have, even before, I never really would have associated mellow with the personality that you were. Um, And I would say that I didn't really think there was a massive change. I think that... Moody is probably not the right word. Anxious is where it should be. And really, that's the biggest change in your mood has been you just have been way more anxious. Yeah. And so for a more moody personality, that would be girl. Yeah. Another one that's very easy to tell is the heart rate. So really, they just say when you go in for your doctor's appointment, write down the heart rates. And if they're higher than 140, then it's a girl. And if it's lower than 140, it's a boy. And every single appointment, it has been well above 140. Well above 
anything. Like this baby's heart rate is so high. Yeah. Every single doctor that sees the heartbeat says immediately after they do it, they go, wow, that's a strong heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't really know what that means. Like, how can you tell how strong it is? It's just that it's fast. And most of the time it is within the normal range. It's just on the upper end of it. So, yeah. So all of our heart rates have actually been above 150 even. So that would be another one for girls. So right now we're one to four girl. girl. Yeah. I, <laughs> also like 140 seems very, very low, but I don't know. They're old wives tales for a reason. Another thing that people say is looking at this Chinese gender chart, which if you've seen it, it's just a chart of one side is the mother's age at conception, and then the other side is the month that you conceived. And so I was 24 when I conceived, and we conceived in December. So the chart said that we're having a girl. And actually, if you look at this chart, like if you just take a wide look back, because normally they're color-coded, pink and blue, it is so much pink. Like... The way this chart is set up, like, it is so rare for it to actually show up as boy, um, which I just think is really, really funny. They must just think that a million more girls are born. And we did do some reading about, I guess, the science behind gender or how your baby gets their gender. And I guess that kind of can tie in with the age thing, because if you're not really trying or if you're not really tracking your cycles... They say that it is more likely that you have a girl um, because the sperm that produces a girl is more durable. And so it can live in your system a little bit longer. And most younger couples, when they first start trying for a baby, they're not tracking their ovulation. Yeah, we read this book called How to Choose the Sex of Your Baby by Landrum Shettles and David Rorvik. I'm sure I said that wrong, but basically in this book... These people claim that you can almost guarantee, I think they say that it's about like a 90% chance that you get the gender that you're hoping for if you use their system. And their system really is not like anything crazy. It just is that they have found through studies that male sperm is faster and female sperm is stronger. So if you conceive on the ovulation day, it's much more likely that it's a boy, whereas if you're just outside of that, like the further outside of the true ovulation day, the higher the chances of it being a girl are because it's going to endure more time before the egg actually gets fertilized. And so that was an interesting read. We weren't really, like we didn't really care either way what gender we have, but I did want to read it because I was just curious what they had to say. It was kind of interesting, and we really don't have a huge preference. We really just want a happy and healthy baby, but especially because it's our first one, we don't really have a huge preference either way. So another old wives' tale is if you have more dry skin, then you're more likely to have a boy, or if you have oily skin, it is more likely to be a girl. And So my skin is definitely very dry, so that would be one for boy. Yeah, usually I have really, really dry skin. So we have this like this tub of lotion that we have. And I had barely put a single dent in it. And then Rachel started using it. And I swear that that tub is almost gone. Like it is amazing how much lotion Rachel has been going through. Yeah. 
Um, they also say that if you have more acne, then you're more likely to have a girl because girls steal their mother's beauty from them in the womb. Um, and if you're not really seeing a change in your acne or, you know, skin, then it's a boy. And I don't think I've really noticed a huge change. Before I was even pregnant, I would get acne related to hormones or like when I was about to get my period, I would break out a little bit. Um, but no, this pregnancy, I have not had very much acne at all. So that would be a boy. Another old wives tale is the temperature of the mom's feet. So if mom has really, really cold feet, then it's a boy. And if they have warm feet, it is a girl. And I can attest to this one. <laughs> Rachel's feet have been freezing. We will be laying in bed and she will just like stick her feet right in between my legs. And it, I mean, you could not get ice out of the freezer that was colder than this. <laughs> yeah. I, and I hate wearing socks, like yeah. just in general, but especially in bed, I hate wearing socks. So yeah, my feet are freezing. Yeah. I'd say every single day this winter, Rachel has come by and said, can we turn up the temperature a couple of degrees? It's like, well, my family's verification for whether you're allowed to turn up the temperature is, are you in pants? Do you have socks on? And are you in a sweatshirt? And Rachel will never have socks on, but will always be complaining that she's cold. Yeah. So since I have cold feet, that would be another one for boy. Another one is headaches. So if you get a lot of headaches, then it's supposedly a boy. And if you don't really have a whole lot, then it is a girl. I have not really been getting headaches, maybe here and there, but that's just a typical pregnancy symptom. It definitely has not been like constant or every day or severe or anything. So for that one, I'm going to say girl. So people say that the side that you fall asleep on determines the gender of your baby. So if you naturally fall asleep on your right side, it's more likely to be a girl. Or if you naturally fall asleep on your left side, it's more likely to be a boy. And I do want to add that it is recommended that you sleep on your left side, especially as you get further along. Um, but I think this one is just talking about what is the most comfortable side for you to lay on. Yeah, and for Rachel, the answer is on her back. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's not an option. So if we really had to pick one, I think Rachel has noticed that she falls asleep more on her right side. And something that's kind of interesting about Harrison and I is that we don't have a specific side of the bed. And I've heard that a lot of couples really just they have their side and it does not change. But we really change it up just depending on if we're like watching something on an iPad, if we're like spooning or however we want to cuddle that night. <laughs> well, I would say that we don't really have sides of the bed, but we definitely have nightstands. So there is one nightstand that I tend to keep my things in. Um, we actually like put all of our stuff to charge like in the drawers and Sometimes your phone and like our watches will charge on the side that we're not sleeping on. But as far as like the side that we actually fall asleep, it really changes maybe two or three times a week. I'd say that the biggest thing is whether we're watching something when we go to bed or for me, the biggest reason that I want to switch sides is my arm will be falling asleep. And I'm trying to sleep more on my left side, but I definitely prefer sleeping on my back or my stomach. So we'll go with right side, and that would be one for girl. 
Another big one is heartburn. So if you're having a lot of heartburn, it's a girl. And if you're not having a whole lot of heartburn, it's a boy. And this is kind of linked to the theory that if you have more heartburn, your baby has a lot of hair. And I guess they're just assuming that girls have more hair. Uh, but anyway, I have not been experiencing heartburn. So that would be one for boy. Yeah. So that is the 12 that we were able to go through. We also did do the ring test really early on. So the way that works, I think that is the most insane thing ever. They say to tie your wedding band to a piece of string and hold it over the mom's belly. And depending on what way the ring swings, you can tell what gender the baby is. Yeah, it's like if it swings in a circle or if it swings back and forth. And supposedly the ring will swing and stop. And then if it starts swinging again, then that means you're having another baby. And it's supposed to predict not only the gender of your baby, but how many you're going to have. Yeah, and I just think that this is absolutely insane because all that it is testing is how shaky are your hands. And I have super shaky hands, so I'm trying to hold this ring over Rachel, and you cannot tell. So I think that it actually was going in a circle, but it really is just not very accurate. So I think that it said that it was a girl, but in my mind, that one, it doesn't even count because it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Not a whole lot of these make a lot of sense, but they're fun to talk about. So our final score out of 12 was 7 for girl and 5 for boy. So stay tuned for our baby shower episode in a few months where we will officially announce the gender of our baby. We have some exciting episodes coming up, including a Q&A episode. So follow us on Instagram at 1022productions and DM us your questions. Next time, we are going to talk about how we picked our baby's name. So thanks for joining us. See you next time. <laughs>